For centuries, humans have been growing alongside our botanical brethren. Our histories have mixed and mingled to bring us modern medical marvels, faded folklore, and everything in between. Of course, in order to understand the plant, we have to start with its roots. I'm M. Governor Gaddis, and this is Rooted. Hello, and welcome back to another week of Rooted. This week, we're digging into an herby and evergreen favorite, rosemary. Rosemary, or Salvia rosmarinus, is a member of the sage family, with famous relatives like sage, obviously, mint, and basil. All plants we'll explore eventually. Rosemary is an evergreen shrub native to the Mediterranean. It does well in places with loamy soil and is extremely drought-tolerant. While it prefers temperate areas, ideally with a sea breeze, it's honestly not too picky. It's even able to take temperatures as low as negative 4 degrees Fahrenheit or negative 20 degrees Celsius. It can have up to a 3 foot by 3 foot spread on average, with some varieties of rosemary living up to 30 years. Most of us are likely familiar with rosemary as the tiny little sprigs you buy at the store around the holidays, with tiny green needles coming off of a woody stem. In temperate climates, rosemary tends to bloom almost year-round, starting in early February and sometimes blooming well into December. It's a small, blue, white, pink, or yellow flower that pollinators love due to their long availability and easily accessible shape. Rosemary isn't just popular with pollinators, though. It's been a crowd favorite for pretty much forever. In ancient Rome, they called rosemary dew of the sea because it grows best in areas of the Mediterranean near the sea. In fact, the scientific name Salvia rosemarinus is made up of the Latin words for sea and dew. The Greeks and Romans believed rosemary was tied to improving memory, so often gods and scholars were depicted holding sprigs of it, showing they had mastered their minds and memories. Meanwhile in Egypt, rosemary was commonly used as a part of embalming and burial ceremonies for the dead. In embalming, it's believed that rosemary was partially used in embalming powder, which was applied directly to bandages and vital organs due to its believed ability to slow down the decomposition of the body, keep bugs and flies away, and to keep the less-than-pleasant smells at bay. This also eventually led to the practice in many cultures of carrying sprigs of rosemary out of a funeral ceremony to symbolize the living literally carrying the memory of the deceased with them. Then, somewhere around the 1500s, rosemary made its way to England by way of royal gift exchange, where it was naturalized and spread across Europe in all of its green, herby glory. Once it got there, it made its way into all kinds of stuff, everything from weddings to perfume. In weddings, Rosemary was often carried in the bridal bouquet to help the couple remember their wedding vows long after their wedding day, while its evergreen nature symbolized the everlasting and enduring love. 
Before getting married, young women could also apparently learn who they were supposed to marry by either taking a few plants, one for each suitor, and placing them in the same pot, with whichever one grew the largest being the person they should marry, or by placing a pie tin of flour under a rosemary bush on a midsummer's eve, and then returning in the morning to find their future spouse's initials written in the flower. Every time I learn about these rituals, I'm just like honestly kind of grateful for Tinder because it seems like finding love was rough in the Middle Ages. Aside from love, the other main thing Rosemary is supposedly able to bring to your life is luck. The story goes that if you smelled rosemary on Christmas Eve, you would have good luck in the new year. Today, we see this through by adding rosemary to our traditional holiday food and decor, but back in the Middle Ages, folks used to sprinkle rosemary all over their floors when they walked over so that the scent would fill the room. That's one way of doing it, I guess, but another, less messy way to unleash the scent of rosemary in a room was hungry water, which was an early perfume. Hungry water was made by mixing fresh rosemary with brandy, though over time additional plants and spirits were added. This mixture was used not only as a perfume, but was also touted as a cure-all, promising to solve anything from headache to ringing of the ears. It was also used to combat the Black Plague, both because it masked the ever-present smell of death and because it had antibacterial properties that helped to kill the germs that were running rampant across Europe at the time. Another common remedy to the plague, four thieves' vinegar. There are a few versions of how this stuff came to be. One version of the story is that four thieves, desperate to make ends meet and determined to never miss an opportunity, no matter how gruesome, decided to turn to grave robbing as the Black Death tore apart their town. These thieves may have been a little reckless, but they weren't dumb. Before they robbed graves, they would use this mixture to protect themselves from the bacteria. One fateful day, they got caught. And in exchange for their freedom, they gave away their recipe. In another version of that same story, the thieves had actually already been caught and, as punishment, were forced to dig graves for those who had succumbed to the plague. In order to protect themselves, they created the vinegar. The mixture, a combination of wormwood, rosemary, lavender, camphor, garlic, clove, and some form of spirit with white wine vinegar, was believed to be effective due to a few factors. For starters, some of the ingredients namely the rosemary and wormwood, are effective at preventing and repelling fleas, a known carrier of the virus. In addition to that, most of these ingredients serve as antibacterial or antimicrobials, making the combination pretty effective for warding off just about any illness. The modern-day version of this is called thieves' oil, and it's an essential oil blend of all the botanical elements listed above. Rosemary doesn't just keep you safe from germs, though. It's also commonly used in witchcraft to protect from a few different things. In more ancient practices, it was believed that drinking from a rosemary spoon, a spoon made from the wood of the shrub, 
prevented you from getting poisoned. Nowadays, rosemary is more commonly used in plantings and in incense to prevent negative energy from entering the space or to cleanse it. In plantings, this is done by planting rosemary on both sides of the door, ensuring that bad intentions can't cross the threshold even if the call is coming from inside the house. In folk medicine, rosemary was used for like a million things. On top of the thieves oil we already discussed, people used rosemary to relieve headache, indigestion, anxiety, and even certain neuropathic diseases. Today, there are still plenty of uses for rosemary in medicine, but we still need lots of research to be certain about how it all works in people. One interesting way rosemary is being looked at in medicine is as an antidepressant. According to a few precursory studies, a dose of rosemary oil administered to mice for 14 days had similar impacts as a standard dosage of fluoxetine, more commonly known as Prozac. A lot isn't known on the specifics here, but what we do know is that the chemicals in rosemary extract interact with the noradrenergic, dopaminergic, and serotonergic systems, which could reduce adonic-like behavior and hyperactivity associated with the ACHE activity in depressed mice. In simpler terms, these chemicals interact with the parts of your brain that put out chemicals that make you feel depressed or anxious, and tell them to cut that shit out and chill a little. But way more research is needed before we can confidently say that this is the case for mice, let alone in humans. Tying into what we learned way earlier, some studies have also shown that rosemary is indeed effective in improving memory and even helping to reduce some symptoms of Alzheimer's. We now know that rosemaneric acid is an antioxidant, and knowing that many elements of the brain that control memory are extremely prone to oxidative stress, it makes sense that rosemary oil could help to keep brain fog, memory loss, and even Alzheimer's at bay. It's also great for headaches for a similar reason. We all likely know rosemary best for the distinct flavor it adds to our food, which is said to be slightly citrusy, piney, with hints of lavender, mint, and sage. It's commonly paired with chicken, orange, lamb, and of course, many traditional Mediterranean dishes. A less common but equally delightful way to use rosemary is a naturally carbonated wild soda. This is possible because of fermentation and the wild yeast found on rosemary's blooms. Making the soda is pretty simple. You just mix some of the wild blooms and leaves with a little sugar and some water. Then leave it to ferment it for a few days and check in every once in a while to make sure your container doesn't explode. The resulting soda is lightly carbonated and infused with delightfully fragrant and flavorful rosemary. I'll link an actual recipe in the blog if you want to learn more. Speaking of fragrant, rosemary is still commonly used in perfume, even though hungry water fell by the wayside like three centuries ago. While it isn't the most forward note in the scent, rosemary is often mixed with other floral, citrusy, or even woodsy botanicals to create complexly layered scents that have a hint of evergreen freshness. 
Aside from just making you smell better, rosemary can also help you to grow longer and more luxurious hair. It's commonly used in hair masks, scalp massages, and even some shampoos to help strengthen hair and encourage more vigorous growth. All in all, rosemary has always played a ton of roles across the world and has certainly earned its place in herb gardens everywhere. Next time you see it, or smell it, I hope you'll take a moment to really breathe in and let it help you remember just how lovely it is. If you liked the show, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at rooted.pod. We're on YouTube at rooted.podcast, and check out our website, rootedpod.com, for transcripts, updates, and so much more. Thanks for being here, and until next time, be kind to yourselves, be kind to the earth, and just like a plant, drink your water.